Welcome to The Champion Breakdown, where we highlight the gold nuggets, the tips and tricks to help you become the best version of yourself in your journey to becoming a champion. Oh my gosh, that interview with Courtney was amazing. I feel like I could have listened to her all day. Oh, 100%. I don't know if it would be too over the kids' heads because she got pretty deep into really good stuff. So we're going to break down what we loved. Gosh, I loved in the beginning when she talked about, you know, she had a chip on her shoulder because people said to her, like a lot of people said to her, they didn't believe in her. She wasn't good enough. She wasn't tall enough. And she used that and just to prove people wrong. But also, did you hear? She just said nonchalantly, but also everything just kind of works out for me. And I was like, (laughs) boom, that's, she just believed that. And if you don't believe that right now, kids say it to yourself every day. Yeah, but everything works out for me. Everything works out. Yeah. No, it's such an important thing to know. And if you don't, if you haven't tried this, just because, you know, we talk about this a lot, but your thoughts, be, be your beliefs become thoughts, thoughts become, you know, they all become true. And so you have to be so careful what you think about and what you say to yourself. And if you don't believe that, just start trying to say that to yourself, because it's amazing how things actually will start to work out. You literally have to like brainwash yourself into believing these things. And it's amazing that that was kind of just so natural to her. Like it was just natural for her to just believe, yeah, well, things are do work out for me. So <laughs> it was so it's so cool. I love hearing stuff like that. And I, you know, the whole thing about people cut it, I just every time I hear stories like this, because we I think we're going to continue to hear over and over again about people that didn't believe in these people, and they use that as fuel. Like, I just always am like, Oh, gosh, I can't believe that there would ever be anybody that would talk to somebody like that. But then at the flip side, it's like, well, but at the same time, that is what fueled a lot of her fire. Um, But how cool is that you can look at things two ways, like one, you could get down on yourself, wow, they're right, you know, I, I'm not tall enough. I'm not the right size to be a volleyball player or whatever. Um, Or take her approach, which is obviously the better approach is just being like, well, I'll show you. And that's what she did. And she proved it, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And I love how she talked about, um, she was really authentically talking about her negative self-talk actually when she was at the Olympics. Like it went this, you know, flip side of like, I believe in myself, I'm here. I'm, And then the like, oh, I'm not really ready. Am I good enough? Should I be here? Should they have picked me? I loved that she shared that because I think for any athletes listening, when that happens to you, because it will, you're just like, oh, it's normal. I've got this. And I loved how she talked about um, that's just like the way we were wired, like as as humans, there's this, you know, negative bias and our defaults to be safe. And really, like, if you're not feeling that kind of like fear, oh, can I do it and doubt, you're not really pushing your potential as a human and you're not really going for it. So that's gonna happen to you kids and it's okay. I know she, it was so cool hearing her talk about that, just like that whole kind of imposter syndrome um, mm-hmm. thing, you know, and to realize that, y- you know, you want to be pushing yourself to where you want to go. And so there's always going to, you're always going to have that, but then how do you deal with it? And, you know, making sure that you have the the tools and stuff that you can, so when you get to that place, you can, you can learn how to deal with it, you know, because there are going to always be moments like that. Mm. I know you wrote some good notes of this, but her tools, like let's talk about her, it was five tools. Oh, yes. I I love this. Her mindset tools. These were so good. Okay. So number one, focusing on what you can control. Number two, confidence. Number three, reframing the situation, thinking about what the next best thing is. Number four, gratitude. And number five, curiosity. Yeah, let's break all that down because I thought those were so like, 
gold, right? Mm. And you know, the, the one I thought, especially like the curiosity one, I had never, I had never, I've never heard somebody talk about that. Never. Yeah. And it, it, she just talked about asking questions, right? Well, what's the next best thing? What can I learn from this? What, what, why did this happen? I just, yeah, that's such a good tip to just ask questions, be curious for life. Gosh, the, the comfort, I love when she talked about, cause you can hear the word confidence, like, oh, you got to be confident, but like, how do you become confident? And I'm pretty sure she said, it starts with the self-talk, just like we said before, like everything works out for me. Even if you mm-hmm. don't believe that yet, keep saying it. And also being present. She talked a lot that, about that a lot too. And that really helps your confidence. And I think that that is so important because, you know, if you're in a situation like say you're, you know, in a competition and you make a bad play or you do something, I mean, we can talk, it depends on what sport we're talking about, obviously, but you have to reframe yourself and be like, be in the moment and stay present. And that's what's going, going to bring you confidence. Because if you're focusing on the mistake you just made, obviously that's not going to give you the confidence that you need, but focus on the present and how important that is. Um, And then also just staying in the fun. Like it's so cool to hear over and over again from every time we interview someone, they're always talking about staying in the fun because it is so important to you. you, That's where you get into this vibrational energy where things all work out. Like she said, everything works out for me is staying in the fun. So if you feel like you're not having fun in the moment that you're having, just finding the fun because that's how you're going to be able to raise your vibration and get to that energy that you need to have to get into that flow state again. You know, it's it's crazy how it all works together like that. And and there are so many moments where you feel like, oh my gosh, this is not fun. And you just have to figure out, okay, well, how do I find the fun? And that's what she talks about, you know, the next best thing. You know, like maybe this moment is not ideal for me, but what's the next best thing? Um, and and reframing your mind to think like that because then you can actually get yourself back into the fun. Yeah, so powerful. I really found it helpful when she talked about that, a coach, the abusive coach and how she dealt with it differently a year after really digging into mindset training. And, you know, if you're a kid listening, you, it might not be a coach that's like this. It might be another kid that, you know, we've heard a lot of bullying stories. It might be a parent, truthfully. It might be someone that's supposed to love and support you the most, but they do it in an abusive way and they don't mean to. Um, And I loved how she said, we dictate our own experience. She was in control of how she reacted to him. And it was um, very powerful. She's ready for it. I There's this amazing guy, um, forgot his name now, but he's um, motivational Navy SEAL that I watch. And he says like, just prepare for stupid. And any coach yelling at you and screaming at you and abusing you is stupid. I'm sorry. But so just prepare for it. And that's what she did. She was prepared and ready and she could, nothing could affect her. Yeah. Just taking control of how you deal with the situation. And that's just kind of like everything in life. It's not what happens to you. It's how you deal with it, how you experience it, because you can, you know, for one, listen to them, even though, you know, it's not true what they're telling you, you know, that all the things that they're, that they're telling you is not, it's not okay that they're telling you that it's not true. And you know that in your heart. And so you can say, okay, to yourself, yeah, 
I know, I know better. And I'm going, this is how I'm going to deal with it. Give yourself some good positive self-talk, anything like that. Or the other side of it is listen to what they're saying and be a victim. I can't believe I have this horrible coach um, and just start feeling sorry for yourself. And you, so you can see that it's the same situation and it's just the different way that you can react to it. And it really is how you react to the situation is it determines the outcome. So you get to decide that. So just, and that's exactly what she did. She made the decision to be in control of the situation and not let it affect her the way that it totally could have. And it that could have been like a game changer for her career. Like, especially how she was saying like, oh, I used to call my parents wanting to quit. She could have just quit. I actually know a lot of athletes. That's why it's close to my heart because I was in a situation like that. And I know a lot of athletes who it did this one, this coach took them out of the game. And yeah, so that was powerful. I also loved her talking about her Olympics experience and walking in the open ceremony. Hannah wasn't really a dream she had when she was a kid. And if you are listening and, and you don't have a dream yet, like I thought that was very encouraging. It, she didn't, I mean, that happened at a late stage for her. She was in high school when she really um, dug into volleyball. And that was very encouraging to me. The other part that I love too is I felt the same when I was walking the Olympic over in ceremony. It felt so surreal, like I was watching myself on TV and it, and, it, and I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. Like, how did I get here? How did this happen? And April and I, we talk about this a lot because our, I never met an Olympian when I had this dream. Like I never knew a gold medalist. I, they were just on TV to me. Um, so when it happened, it just, yeah, I, it's like I didn't, maybe didn't feel like I, I belonged there in a way. And we talk about this with our kids. They're surrounded by Olympic champions and it's like kind of normal. And that I know that our kids don't have the same feeling I grew up with. It's so within touch, you know. So I guess this whole story elaboration is to help you guys know that you, there's a place for you. Olympians aren't superheroes. They've just worked hard, trained their minds, sacrificed, you know, all the things we talk about in this podcast. And um, they're not superheroes. They're humans. Yeah, I love that because I do feel like for anybody listening to realize that you, like Rowie just said, have a spot. You deserve to have, you know, to be able to achieve your dreams, whatever, whatever they are. And just to know that that's half the battle is just um, believing that you deserve it, you know, and we believe that every single one of you do. So we're so excited, you guys, for our next athlete next week. So tune in. It's gonna be awesome. Bye.